Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blacksmith's Fans with me, Robert. And myself. AP. No Moses. You can tell who no the Moses chefs are in this place. Okay. We ain't scared of the fire. Okay. Alright. I was All born right. in the fire. <laughs> Molded by it. I be moving that fire. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. We're back. We're back. Rock and a rock star. Well, well, well. All right. Uh, one for one. Hmm. One for one. Yes, I said I. I had something wild for you. So this is from um. I saw it on a podcast. Saw on a short, and the scenario is just wild. So here's a question: <laughs> What would you do? If your wife had a terminal disease, mm-hmm. she'd been given one month to live, mm-hmm. and her dying request is that she smashes her ex one more time. I think I've seen this one. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? Now uh, I say no, bro. You're married to me. This is her dying request, though. Yeah. <laughs> that she'll die unsatisfied. Bro. <laughs> wow. It was it was the implication for me. It's like, and I think one of the guys said this on the podcast. How long has she been like? Anytime she's smashing you, is that what she's thinking about? That mm. it to, can to, come out like that. To, to be honest, if you've got a month left, those thoughts they're not even going through my head. Mm. Like, <laughs> like I'm thinking, okay, what's the next lick? <laughs> not like that, but you know, it's 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 not in the front of the head, but it's 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 there in the background. Okay, I'm yeah, gonna... like you might as well go. I'm on to the next one. No, I'm on to the next one, but the next one has to be found depending on like, how ready. old I am. Right. Depending on how old I am, if there's kids involved, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, but like if you're being crazy with, with like one month to live, <laughs> bro, I'll just unplug the thing right now. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a long plug it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's crazy. That's crazy. But yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, but cool. yeah, I, I wouldn't let her do that. Partly mm-hmm. because it's crazy, partly because I'm still her covering, and as her covering, I'm not going to allow her to go into adultery just before she meets her makeup. Fair enough. Because Fair enough. We, we, because she thinks, she, she thinks she's got a month. She could die mid thrust, and then that be the last time before she goes <laughs> to be judged. That's crazy. Oh gosh, that's a myth for us. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I yeah yeah I I I was more. It, it was it was more shocking to me the idea of this being the question you ask. Like, what does that mean for our relationship? I was, I was just stuck on that, but yeah. Mm. Cool. Okay. When you're dying, it's like you're the winner. Yeah, yeah. Cool. My question to you, a bit more holy than your question. Mm. <laughs> um, do you think that there's any significance to the fact that Jesus isn't shown to be speaking in tongues in the Bible? Oh, interesting. That's very interesting. Um, I wouldn't say it's insignificant. Uh, but I guess it's interesting because he, what is, what are tongues, right? 
tongues are popular popular the popular opinion on tongues is that it's uh you know it's either the languages of men or mm. it's the languages of angels right requiring interpretation or directly to god right yeah. so i guess the question would be was he ever in a situation in which he'd need to speak in tongues which i don't think he ever was you know when he is god would understand and had the attendance of angels at points but then also even with men he knew what was in their hearts and almost you know could read their minds as it were so um yeah i, I wouldn't say it's insignificant but I, I would say he didn't need to speak in tongues like tongues is for us in a similar fashion to well he was a man you asked a good you asked a good question I just it doesn't seem like he needed to speak in tongues because he was already um, God Um, but then he also had the Holy Spirit descend on him after baptism Mm. Um, but either way he already was like he wouldn't say anything unless he saw God say it he wouldn't do anything unless he heard God say to do it so he had that connection with God that I guess meant he didn't need to speak in tongues plus it not being recorded doesn't mean he didn't if yeah that makes sense so yeah would 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 they would the romans who were speaking to us have spoken a different language to the jews he was teaching during his ministry or would they all just be just be speaking greek who the romans like when he was like when he went before Pilate and stuff yeah no i think i think so I know I think Aramaic was the local language so they would have been speaking that and I read somewhere that it's most likely they would have picked up the local language to communicate with them so it's most Mm -hmm. likely they would have been speaking Aramaic at the very least that Herod or whoever the leader was would have been speaking Aramaic in order to deal with them Um, but yeah either that and Greek Greek was also a big language at the time um, and I know that they use Latin for like religious purposes, similar to how Latin is used in the Catholic Church, as it were. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's they would either speak in Aramaic or Greek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Happy with that. Look that up. Yeah. Cool. Right, that was a quick one. Easy, easy uh, one. Quick is always nice, you know. What I'm saying normal thing. All right, all right. Do not, do not. All right. Do not. Topic for today, Peter. We have to be a bit honest in, on today's podcast episode, okay? Are we not always? No, but with this one, we're going to have to be really honest. Okay. Okay. It's going to take a level of. What's the word? It's not humility. Vulnerability, shall we say. Okay. Okay. So, I want to cast your mind back. To five days ago. Okay. Sunday. Yeah. So, Sunday we're at church. It's going great. Made my comeback. That was my comeback. I was there the week before. Um, but we were there, and then the preach started. And the beginning of the preach was not a message. More so, it was an instruction. To go out and evangelize mm. the area. 
<laughs> oh no! I just clucked. I just so, clucked. some people were very excited about this. My wife being one of them. Mm. It, it mm. was like Christmas come early for her, boy. Yeah, but for some of us, <laughs> mm. <laughs> it was like we had slept through Christmas. <laughs> And so out we went. Uh, I ended up with Peter. Mm. And Peter had to decide which way he was going to go. <laughs> Peter, do you want to tell the listeners how you decided which direction you were going to go? I was led. <laughs> <laughs> I was led in a direction that was least likely to have anyone walking on it so that we didn't mm. have to talk to anyone. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, 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 so what we had to do is we had to go out and walk like 10, 10, 10, 15 minutes and just mm. invite anyone to church, spread, spread, spread the good news. All the like good Talk stuff. to someone about Jesus, yeah. And so I went with Peter, knowing full well that Peter didn't want to talk to anyone. And I didn't even want to talk to anyone. But you know, I didn't want to talk to people in church sometimes. <laughs> I was to people outside of church. And so we went, there were, there were a couple of close calls when we almost, someone yep. almost came to our path. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, my my wife was telling me about how she crossed the road to get to somewhat. <laughs> there are many people on the other side of the road. <laughs> there were at least three. And then there was one that I think she came out of her her car or she went into her car when we walked past her. So she was behind us. Yeah. And and we had your daughter with us and she was very enthusiastic about talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. But luckily or unluckily, depending on how you want to take it, we did not bump into anyone yeah. on our way. So unfortunately, mm. we, we did not get to spread the good news. Mm. It's a shame. And so I've just been thinking about that, you know, during the week. And I, mm. I, I had a few thoughts, I had a few questions. Okay, so where were we? Um, you you had mentioned we didn't bump into anyone. Yeah. Um, and we, we were with we... Zara, who wanted to speak to people. Yes. Yeah. Um, there are so many questions I had. Let's start with the first one. Mm. Is that you being a bad influence as a father and a Christian to your daughter, Peter? Not necessarily. Jeez, all right, all right. Let's let's do the excuse. <laughs> no, 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 no excuse, no excuse. I will admit it. It, it it's it was, I guess, um, denying her the opportunity to do what actually comes quite naturally to her, which is talk to strangers, you know. I, Zara wasn't going to, like, share the gospel. I don't think she really... She's four. She didn't really understand. She she would have... She would easily have told someone, oh, come to church, or Jesus loves you. But um, she that wasn't explained to her fully. She only went with me because I was holding her hand. Otherwise, she would have gone with her mum. She didn't really, really care like that. Um but it's it's an unfortunate situation that a limitation of mine in that instance would have limited did limit her as well because I don't want to speak to strangers and she naturally does and why so, was yeah. it a limit of yours so this is what I was talking about with defining our strengths and I think it's it's the I don't want to say practicality I want to say it's the reality that I'm not a friendly person. I'm not. I'm but not. But you a, are. No, I'm not a. I'm not that extrovert that easily goes and talks to strangers. Like that's not my natural 
thing. I, I don't do that on a natural basis. I don't do that. I won't just go and talk to strangers. I won't even talk to people that come to church. I'll go and then pack the stuff. Like not, <laughs> not because I don't like them, you know, like bless you for coming to church. That's amazing. But because I am not naturally that person that goes to speak to strangers and have like a less than awkward interaction. Like it's just, it's just not me. It took me, it takes me the longest to speak to people and, and get comfortable enough with people to have a conversation and, you know, be friends or, or whatever. And I think, I don't think that's bad because I think that's by design. Like we're not all meant to be that. We're not all meant to be super friendly and, and super happy. And some people do it and come across really creepy or weird. Some people do it and it's just natural to them. Zara will walk up to anyone. Now in part, she's a four-year-old, super cute little girl. So she's got that going for her. Um, but I, we can all see naturally she's an extrovert. Naturally, she loves talking to people. She loves meeting new people. I'm the exact opposite. And so, yeah, it did. It was a, um, a limitation on Z. But... Yeah, there'll be opportunities for her to do it a lot more later. What about for you, Pia? What about opportunities for you to do it more? Huh? huh? Well, huh? this is the thing. This is the thing. What what benefit is it to give a fork the opportunity to 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 scoop soup? Like, it's not going to do it well because that's not what it's meant to do. I'm but a fork. Could, but you can still drink with that fork. No. Okay. What about a knife? Hey, yo, babe, come, come, come and join the conversation. Nah, 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 don't bring Dre into this. Man, what's that? Don't oh, bring dude. Dre into this. No, just bad don't let my wife go chopping. Look what she's come, come, come home to, come, come home with. Bring it. <laughs> she said she's going out to get stuff for jello rice. What's this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even understand what's going on. Is that a light or is it just like a marble? It's not even a light. That's nice. <laughs> it's an it's an ornament. Ornament. Where? It's for a new house. There, new you, house. Go. <laughs> there you go. Odie's laughing. <laughs> 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 there you go. Oh, babe, go, 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 go get ready. We're talking about the evangelism we were doing. <laughs> the evangelism oh, we were not doing. Yeah, the evangelism we were not doing. I was doing. Yeah, so yeah. Come, yeah, go, go get ready and then come back. Um. Yeah. For me. They're all called to be. Hey! hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Please, you're not here yet. We're all called to be witnesses. We're not all called to be evangelists. Anyway, uh, you know, let's let's go on to that point because that's one of my that's one of one of my questions. Mm. So the one thing evangelists like to say is that we're all called to be evangelists. Mm. Do you do, do you agree with that statement? No. Yeah. That's what you said two minutes ago. <laughs> no, I don't think we're all called to be evangelists in that sense of the word, in the sense of go out and sort of that type of evangelism, maybe I should say. You know, when you say evangelist, you think you're going out, you're 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 speaking to strangers, you're you're engaging them with the word. You've also got the type that will go out and shout in the market square, you know, shouting that people are going to hell and stuff like that. Or shouting that God loves you, you know, whichever way you want to do it. I don't think we're all called 
to do that specific thing. We are all called to be disciples, to make disciples. We're all called to be witnesses. We are all called to be Christians, to be Christ-like. But I think there are different facets to which we are called. And I don't think we all have to do the same thing. I don't think that at all. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the, the analogy that I was I was using is the fork and the spoon. Like you use a, a spoon to eat a steak, you're gonna have a miserable time. You use a fork to drink soup, you're gonna have a miserable time. They are designed for different things, and and I think part of the problem is or has been at least for me. Let me speak from from for myself. Part of the problem I have faced is I've been in places where. I'm expected to be that, to be what I am not. So no one's excited to like have a 10 hour long Bible study where we're just going in and we're looking at things and we're doing all of this. But then they love evangelizing. They love going out. This is my old church, you know, in part because the guy at the top is an evangelist and everyone's sort of imitating him. But it means if you are not an evangelist, if you are not caught, if you're not like designed to do that, then you're just constantly like just you're made to feel like you're not doing right. You're backsliding. You're not on fire for God. You're 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 everything but what what um what you're supposed to be. And it's just it's just a painful experience and uh, existence to be in a place where everyone expects you to fit the mold like that when I don't mm. think that's how God designed us at all. Mm. Uh, I think for me, I don't. I won't say that I don't like doing evangelism. I'll say that yeah. it's not my favorite. Let's, let's put that. It's not my favorite. Okay. Because yeah. I think partly, one, I don't like talking to people. Mm. Like if I don't have to talk to people, I won't. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife seems to think I'm a lot better at talking to people than, than I think I am. Mm. But... Wives are supposed to encourage the husband to, 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 to do stuff. <laughs> well, she's just doing her job, yeah. yeah. Uh, but also, <laughs> I don't like rejection. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why I can never be one of those people that's on the street trying to sign you up to, to like the NSPC. Yeah, charity workers. I couldn't yeah. do that. They, I couldn't do that. a different level of thick skin. Yeah. Like if yeah. I knew that my success rate for when was evangelizing would be hundred percent, I'm there. Mm. See, even okay. if I knew that, I wouldn't. I'd be comfortable. Od Od says we are one body but different roles. Yeah, different right. roles. Yeah. Some of yeah. us are the mouth. Some of us are the brain. Yeah. Some of the um, hands, the feet. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, if people like us do not enjoy the, the art of evangelism. Mm. Does that then, imp- that's okay. Does that then imply that on some level, we aren't that interested in seeing new people come into the faith and then go not to heaven? No, not at all. Not at all. Because there might, there are like that literally there are different areas in which we do like enjoy we do engage with, with stuff you know like with worship for yourself you know um or with storytelling with um where we're with te- with teaching and preaching um with games and entertainment you have your own way and means hi drea 
Um, you have your own sort of ways and means in which you also contribute to a person growing in their faith, to a person, you know, maturing in their walk with Christ. For myself, like, yeah, I'm not the one, you know, going out speaking to strangers, but when you come in, I'm the one encouraging let's let's look at the bible let's delve in you know let's have a bible study let's answer these questions let's deal with these topics so i don't think it means you aren't interested i just think it means you're you're a different cog in the in in the system you know you serve a different role all of which is to edify like we've got to remember those five offices those five gifts that christ gives to the church are all meant for its edification so the pastor is there to do the the heart thing to do to do the thing the, the evangelist is there to go and bring people in the teacher is there to grow those people up in the word the um prophet is there to bring the word of the lord to hear what the lord is saying to see in the spirit an apostle is there to sort of orchestrate everything like a conductor but just because you're not the one going and bringing people in doesn't mean you don't have a role to play and doesn't mean you're not interested in their growth at all. Yeah, so, so that's the question. The question is, if like you don't, if like you're not going out to evangelize, doesn't mean that you don't want to see new people come to the come faith. to the faith and ultimately get saved. Mm. Mm. All right, all right, Miss Evangelist Wife, or should I say, Mrs. Mm. Evangelist Wife? <laughs> Uh, what are your thoughts on evangelism and who should partake in it and if and if anyone should be exempt from it? Um, I've never thought whether somebody should be exempt from evangelism. Maybe somebody that doesn't really believe. <laughs> but even, but even, even... Um, I remember when Paul said that whether they do it out of spite and evil or whether they do it out of good, the gospel is being preached. So um, I I personally don't think anyone is exempt. I I think it will be easy to say, ah, people that don't really know the gospel should be exempt from evangelism because that's how you spread um, what's it? Misinformation. Yeah, and heresy and stuff like that but the gospel mm. is going to be preached yeah i um, mean the gospel is simple enough to preach exactly and yeah. who should preach it i think every bible believing christian that has received jesus christ by somebody inviting them into the knowledge of god mm. um that they should pass on the baton that they should i think every christian should have the desire to want to share the gospel in whatever creative way the the god they serve the god we serve gives them Mm. so it might not be on the streets it might not be standing with a microphone on a sidewalk but it is being completely yielded to the holy spirit so much so that we desire souls to come into the kingdom always and um I've I've heard a lot of people that aren't evangelists say that oh no that's not my that's not my calling or that's not my way um or whatever else I wasn't here but pe- yeah so people say that that's not that's not my thing or whatever but I think every Christian should be able to and I, I speak this about myself as well I feel like every Christian should 
be able to do the work of an evangelist as mm. um, I, and what that looks like what is the definition of an evangelist even people in the world use that term mm -hmm. you know they use that term a lot and it's basically sharing the news one knows to draw them in like it's it's broadcasting what mm. is good to bring people in and i think it's as simple as that mm. but maybe evangelists who are evangelists by office evangelists by gifting or whatever maybe they've Dave, um, sorry, my word. Okay, just before you, just, just before we move. Just to Dre's point, if I can, if I can just add something to that, because Nat, Nat is, OD is, is dropping bars in, in the chat, and he, he pointed out that this is a way of evangelizing. Like, we don't have a, we don't have a microphone on the street, we've got microphones in the podcast. And that's a way of evangelizing. And you know, Nat also noted, in terms of who can, all it takes really is a is an encounter. He 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 noted the woman at the well. It wasn't like she received theological That's training stories, before yeah. going to witness yeah. about Christ. Exactly. She just encountered him and then exactly. went and then you know spread news about him. So yeah. and see that that's the thing. I love that Nathaniel said that the encounter pushes you to go out. Like she didn't even know the full. She said, "Come and see the man yeah. that told me everything." Yeah. And I think everyone can do that. Yeah. Well, I think when you've encountered the Lord, when you're in love with someone, you end up talking about them all the time. Yeah. Like when you've encountered him, you you speak about him. Like yeah. you can't help by bringing him in conversation or mm -hmm. let's say you come across somebody and they say that they're in pain. You might ask them, oh, what have you done about it? Can I pray for you? Mm. Um, how, and then it could go into has anyone prayed for you before or oh, what is that like like genuine desire not just to go and it's not about numbers it's about I think is building relationship and that's why I think people retreat from the whole idea of evangelist old street preaching and stuff like that you are evangelizing when you tell people the gospel one thing I like that um, Dapo said on Sunday and he had a really good point. He said, there's a difference between evangelizing and witnessing. Mm -hmm. I think your life can be a witness, but to evangelize is to explicitly just share the gospel. Not for, you can't force somebody to convert, but at least the gospel has gone out. Mm -hmm. um, and I think our lives can do both, but we are called to go out and preach the gospel, making disciples. So mm -hmm. there's, preaching the gospel however a person does that we have to do it yeah but it shouldn't feel like a chore it should be a desire and i think it comes from what happens in the secret place i think mm. the more time you spend with god the more time you fellowship with these people the more you're going to be like no nah, people have to just mm. you know come into this well, why not i think i think that's where the tension lies is that feeling and the expression of that feeling will not be consistent. Not not consistent is not the word I'm, I'm looking for. It will not look the same for everyone. No, it won't. And the problem I, I have seen is everyone expects it to be a certain way. You mentioned about building relationships, you know, and that ends up being a barrier to entry because where 
by virtue of your personality, your design, that's not, you, you, it's, you don't need a relationship to start the conversation. You start the conversation and then build relationship. Whereas for others, for myself, I, I, I need multiple exposures <laughs> to start building relationship before I'm even going to start a conversation. And that's just by design. However, like a platform like this or like a platform like poetry, we are able to do the same and explicitly, as you said, evangelize or speak the truth without um, without issue. Or even like in sort of debating context, you know, being able to go and then talk about Christ in a combative sense you know because the the rules of engagement are so well defined it makes it easier whereas that's also not for everyone you know what what i do think we are all called to however as you said is peter says we all need to be able to give a defense so we all need to be speak about why we believe um and the gospel in it's it is so simple that we all need to be able to articulate it in some means. But I think it's just the problem is where we expect that articulation to be the same for everyone. Um, well, well I, I don't think it should be. Yeah. Um, question for you, Andrea wife, or maybe even for, for, for Peter, not wife. Um, Definitely. In your, in your experience of being an evangelist and you, your experience of being not around being evangelists, <laughs> What, how do you feel, okay, okay, okay maybe a question yes. for, for like Peter first. I agree, that's so good. Every form yeah. of evangelism should be encouraged. Yeah. Okay, so the question I had was, Peter, how can you feel that evangelists can go about describing the need for evangelism without feeling like the person who they're listen, who's listening is, is, is being bullied? Mm. (laughs) acknowledging the difference acknowledging the difference acknowledging that the way that you so i think what what drea did was really good in defining what evangelism is which is communicating the gospel explicitly communicating the gospel because that doesn't limit me to the street that doesn't limit me to meeting strangers we explicitly communicate the gospel on this podcast i explicitly communicate the gospel through my poetry um and so I think it's acknowledging that, acknowledging the difference um, in how the gospel is communicated. If an evangelist is able to impress that upon you, um, then it doesn't feel like I'm saying you need to go and preach. But then at the same time, I'm saying you need to go and preach in exactly the same manner in which I preach because that's wrong. And I don't think that's accurate. It's not fair. So I think it's that. Yeah, it's not fair. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything from you, babe? Is there anything do you think that evangelists could do better to not seem so overbearing? First of all, <laughs> shots. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying. But... Then subtle, <laughs> subtle. It almost was like the only people that don't feel like evangelists are overbearing is evangelists. Mm. Say that again. <laughs> no, it's okay. That that can come from all sides, though. It's like you oh, can, you can. Talks about the Bible too much, or I don't want to meet up. Stop talking about meeting up, or you know, eh, yeah, you saw this image, it's fine. You see the images, I'm sleeping. It's like it can come from it can, but right now, talking about evangelism. Fair if if, if Fair. we go for the other, the, the other folks, we could do it on, on other episodes, but for now, we'll take a shot at the evangelist. And can I, can I just say, yeah, that I know that I can be a very overly enthusiastic, um. You tell me that we're then on the streets to reach out to strangers. 
I'm just that's on Sunday you lit up. I was like my element. Yeah. That's my element because I'm like, wow. Um because you know, we evangelize, we're trying with our families, and then just knowing that we could go out into the streets to speak to strangers and then have people. I've met people that have never heard the gospel before. Mm. That always sh- shocks me and surprises me. And um, when I was working in certain places, some people never heard the gospel before. And that was exciting to me, but also sad. But mm. I was like, how will they know unless we are sent? Um, so, mm. uh, um, I think, sorry, I'm reading that as well. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, Odi, Odi made a point that. I love what he just said there. Yeah. Evangelists aren't being uh, overbearing. They're just making up for those um, who can't do their form of evangelism. Yeah, I love that point because the Bible says that the harvest is plenty. And I just oh want to say as well that I'm learning as well because I know that I can be... I remember when, I can't lie, I used to judge people that didn't want to go out on the streets. Mm. I used to judge them because I'm like, okay, so... If you don't want to speak to anybody that's sitting next to you on the bus, if you don't want to preach on the bus, if you don't want to go out on the streets, what do you want to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been in churches where that's their attitude. I have been in churches where that's the attitude. Oh, seriously, like, yeah. what do you want to do? Because that's where I started. Mm. And that's, um, I came to Jesus because somebody approached me on the street. That's yeah. when I came into the knowledge. I didn't even know that Jesus died for me. I was going to church with my mom. I didn't know that he died for me. I didn't know that he rose again. From, I didn't know that I can have a relationship with him. Mm. I learned that from the streets. Not mm. the streets, but someone approached me. <laughs> and, and, um, Dre used to belong to the streets. Question, what was it that was different about that encounter yeah. compared to what you were getting from going to church with your mom? I think it was just an appointment of the Lord because it's not like the gospel wasn't pre- being preached at church. I think mm-hmm. it was just my time to encounter him. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was my time to encounter him. My, my story is the exact opposite, where I never got approached by anyone on the street. I met Christ through going to church with effectively for my mum because she, she oh, was wow. the one that would cry us out if we didn't, uh, if we didn't go to church. So, yeah. Yeah, so, and I think that's, I've never forgotten Joanna. I've never forgotten Pearl. Those were the two angels that God sent me to bring me to him. Um, But I do feel, Mm. yeah, exactly. But I never used to think like that. I never used to think about people that Mm. couldn't go out into the streets. So now I think I've grown in my thinking that whatever way you can, when you can, to whoever you can, please do. Mm. And I say that to myself because I know there's times when I'm sitting on the train or I'm on the bus or I'm just at a bus stop or wherever and thoughts go through my mind like, wow, God, have, do they know about you? Mm. You know, do they know about you? But then what started to happen was that I started to walking in condemnation if I didn't preach to every single walking person. Mm. But... Now I just partner with the Holy Spirit. Like, Holy Spirit, I'm going out today. Is there anyone that you want me to encourage? Is there anyone that you want me to pray for? Is there anyone that needs to be introduced to the love you have for them? Mm. 
Mm. And then whatever happens, happens. Like today I went out, that didn't happen. Is mm. it that the Lord doesn't want to speak to anyone today? I don't think so. Maybe it just wasn't through me. Mm. Um, there's social media now. There's different platforms that you can, and I don't think it should be false. I think yeah. if a person is convicted and then they just start doing everything anyhow, I think that's faulty as well. Like maybe mm. the intentions are there, but it's all about partnering with the Holy Spirit. We are co-laborers with the Holy Spirit. It's not mm. us. Mm. It's the Holy Spirit that draws man. Mm. Like it's, it's him. So <laughs> we partner with him. It's not our duty to make converts or whatever. Mm. We partner with the Holy Spirit. And I think that takes the pressure off of everyone. I think mm. to answer Robert's question is, Evangelists can say to everyone, ask Holy Spirit, who in your family you need to reach out to today. Mm. Ask Holy Spirit, who on the bus you need to pray for today or whatever. I remember there was one time I went on the bus and I didn't preach the gospel. I just asked everyone if anyone wanted prayer. And for me, that's a witness and a seed because I'm praying in Jesus's name. Mm. And I'm very confident that you're going to see the fruit of this prayer because we prayed in Jesus's name. And whether you see it immediately or tomorrow or whenever, Jesus's name has been planted. And then you're going to meet somebody else that's mm. going to share with you the gospel. Then you're going to meet somebody else that's going to water that. And then we're going to see growth. I think in my journey of like evangelism, I've learnt the journey of the the planting, the watering, and the nurturing. And the pruning. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't happen just by one person. Paul said there's him, there's Apollos, and there's mm. all the rest. Mm. So it took the pressure off of me mm. and it takes the pressure off of every other person that has a different office and gifting. And also yeah. I also think that it's not just a one-time thing. It's not. Mm. Like, 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 it's not. If, if you don't evangelize to this person, or like, if you do, and they don't accept straight away, then they're damned forever. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. mm. <laughs> I know people approached me. People pr approached me a few times before I gave my life to Jesus, mm. and even before that, my heart was yearning for something. Mm. So God starts to work before anybody. I think mm. evangelists. Nice. And everybody else needs to not think that they are the author and the finisher of our faith because mm. they're not they're not yeah. the yeah. author neither are they the instigators they're just purely vessels that god will use be like okay thank you i'll use somebody else to do that particular work mm. so i think every office has a responsibility to mm. share the gospel mm. um we all do yeah but not in the same way. Facts, yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, if someone, if someone doesn't feel like evangelism is the, no. Actually, before I ask that, what you say the difference is between evangelizing and ev Christians who evangelize and evangelists? What's the difference between Christians who evangelize? No, so what's Christian and evangelists? Yeah. Okay. As in, as in Christians who evangelize versus those who hold the station of evangelist. I don't think there should be a difference. I think those in the office of evangelism, you'll see that 
a lot more or majority of the work is about that like missionaries and stuff like that i think christians who evangelize it's just it's just a daily thing i don't even think it should be that different Hmm. So, 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 would you say that all Christians should be rounded when it comes to all the different offices in that same way? But they are. They have. They have gifts. So the gifts are available. Every Christian can operate in prophet in the prophetic. Every Christian can have the heart of a pastor. I think you you can have the gift and not be in the office. Yeah, yeah, yes, you can. Yeah, so, so you, you have to get for not being in your office, but those in the office are in the office for a reason, if, 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 if you know what I mean. Yeah, what was your question? So, 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 so the question is if you're not in that office, should your, all your other guests be like at the same level? And like, should you be operating, operating in them or at the same level? Or if you are stronger in, let's say, Bible teaching, should you do more of that? Or like, and and are you doing other service to your work as a Christian if you allow some things to, some areas to develop better than others? I don't think you're doing a disservice. What comes to mind is the body, the hand, the feet, mm, mm. the ears, the eyes, the nose. Paul said, don't disregard like one um, limb or don't praise one more than the other. So long as everyone is functioning, in the part of the body as they should be functioning, then do so. Uh, And I think if one area needs help, the same way if we've hurt this arm, we use the other arm to support it. I think that's how the body can work. Yeah. And I don't think it has to be so linear in that it's like you have to have, you have to be effective in all these areas or you have to have all these gifts. I think it's more so... Um, we talked about the Holy Spirit and I think it's more so being sensitive to the passions that God has given you to the, to the desires God has placed on your hearts because if you if you like um, find yourself naturally leaning towards studying the Bible teaching the Bible you're excited about the Bible and you're in a place where you're forced to focus on these other things you yourself won't feel comfortable you know, in the same way as the hands won't feel comfortable walking when the feet are there, right? And so I think it's it's letting the spirit like lead you, um, and and following that. The the other thing I think we we don't tend to realize is that good isn't necessarily always what God has designed. I say okay. that to say this. Paul said, the spirit stopped him from going to certain places, like literally he was going there to go and preach. That's a good thing. But the spirit stopped him because that's not what God wanted at that time. The reason why doesn't matter. All that matters is the spirit doesn't like the spirits still. We still need the spirit to guide us. We can't just go off on what we consider to be good. It's good to evangelize, but maybe that's not what God wants you to do because he's giving you a certain eye, um, heart, a certain mindset for this particular thing. Follow the spirit in doing it. Don't just do what appears good to everyone else, I think. Hallelujah. That's so good. That's really, really good. Again, going back to just being led by the Holy Spirit. Not everything good is God. And there's a season for everything. There's a season for everything. That's why I really, I really like how things are being done at his house. Um, His house is our church, by the way. Hey, shout Um, out. Yeah, so 
I remember before I used to think, oh, we should be going out, da 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 da. But I've I've grown in understanding the timing of things, mm. um, understanding the timing and the way. Because if anything is started prematurely, it could lead to a miscarriage. You know. Mm. Um. So, just how. You know, we're forming the group of evangelism. You know, we're seeing people in that office who can take lead. We're forming the intercessory group. We're forming the Bible study group. Like all these things have been formed slowly with a lot of consideration Mm. and effort made in ensuring that it doesn't just start quickly because then it ends quickly. It's, Mm. It's being built well it's Mm. being built on firm foundations and i think um the leadership team has done a very good job in designing the time for each ministry Mm. and i think everybody should do that personally in their lives to discern the time of what the lord is calling them to do is it a time to evangelize to your family Mm. is it the time to intercede for your family Is it time to prophesy over your family? Is it time to pray healing for your family? So on and so forth. Do you know what I mean? Like what, Father, what is your time? What what time is it? And then be comfortable in that. Don't look to the left or to the right. And I'll give a personal thank you. And I'll give an example. So for um, a couple months ago, I was feeling so confused because I know that the Lord has called me to so many things. Mm. And, but then I'm having health issues and then we're looking for a new home or this and that. And then God gave me just three things to focus on. Said, Andrea, you're worried about too many things, doing a Martha, Mm. focus on your health, focus on your home and focus on your work, Mm. period. Mm. And everything else that I was focusing on just fell. Mm. Timing. Um, so nobody should feel pressure if they're seeing their friend going out on the street, preaching on the bus, or you know they're inviting so many people to church, or they're mm. doing this, doing that. Timing. Has the mm. Lord told you to do that? Mm. If he hasn't, relax. Congratulate your friend. Keep mm. praying for the grace to sustain them. Mm. Wait. What's God telling you specifically to do? And I think that's a challenging, that, that was challenging for me because I would always compare myself to other Christians like, oh, I should be doing that, I should be doing this. Mm. But it's, it's just not the way, it's too much pressure. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, any last thoughts? I think like, this, this would be a nice place to round off. Um, any last thoughts? Maybe like one one thing that people could do you help them become a better evangelist? I know what I'll, what I'll say is probably going to be so cliche, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, preach the gospel to yourself a lot. Learn the gospel. Not, so, not only learn the gospel so that you can articulate it, but so that you can cherish it so much for yourself first Mm. for yourself first and then you can 
look at practical ways that you can share the gospel. And I'll actually give, um, what's the thing that you guys call plug? It's not plug. Hook up. Hook up. Hook up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll share a hookup at the end. Um, and they can find resources that help you share the gospel. Again, I think every believer should want to share the gospel. I think every believer should want to share what God's doing in their life and the fact that Jesus Christ died in their place um, mm. so that they can be reconciled back to God. The Bible says that we are, you know, we're called to preach the reconciliation, you know. Yeah. that's We're ambassadors of Jesus Christ. So I think just take time, fall in love with Jesus deeply. If the love has waned, you can renew it by the grace of God. And then start small. Don't compare. Mm. Don't compare. God understands your efforts. He's not waving uh, a stick ready to beat you if you don't speak <laughs> to somebody. Mm. Um, and then if you know that you haven't spoken to people that you felt in your spirit that you should have, repent. Mm. Just repent. Mm. Tell the Lord that you're sorry. You are fearful that he should take away fear and he should give you courage and that your his Holy Spirit just work in you in Jesus' name. And then Amen. you move yeah, and find resources that yeah. help. Oh, anything from you, Peter, Peter? Yeah, dude, that, be yourself. Um, yeah. Be yourself. I think we, we, we do... We do God's handiwork a disservice when we, when we try desperately to be someone else. That's it. Let's be yourself. God's made us fearfully and wonderfully, which means intentionally to be who we are. You know. Um, so let let His light shine through you and be who you are called to be in Him, whatever that might mean. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I was going to say something similar to Peter in that you should find your voice because you can evangelize in a specific way that can reach a certain kind of person um so don't do yourself or others at the service by trying to be a copy of someone else because 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 like they're they're only preaching that way so the world doesn't need another them like you've got that thing you've got that way of speaking and that way of connecting with someone else that is needed so Find your voice. Yeah, that's okay. good. Yeah. Cool. Hookups. Hookups. I'm happy to go first. Good. Um, I've got an album from Bizzle, who is top five Christian rappers easily. Um, he can actually rap. Uh, <laughs> shots. Um, called Light Light Work Three. Uh, so Light Work Three. <laughs> Check it out on Spotify. It's dope. Okay. Wait. Um, my hookup is a great um, like website and page called Yes He Is. Mm-hmm. It's good to get. It's a good place with resources to teach you and show you how to share gospel, share the gospel in a way that is in line with who you are, who God's made you to be, mm. and makes it a lot less daunting um, 
Yeah, and it's you're just gonna have to do like a seminar on this at church at some point. <laughs> uh, that's that sounds so good. Yeah. yeah um, so it's called Yes He Is, um, and it's that Yes really He Is dot com. Yes. Sweet. Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> I'm just playing with you. It's terrible. Yeah. But I'll double I'll double confirm it after and send it to you. Cool. Um, I, hook up. I don't know if I have a hookup this week. Do I have a hookup this week? What are you watching on Netflix that is under yeah. 18? Manifest. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> Od gave a Od gave an old uh, OG hookup. Hook the Bible. Bible. <laughs> Read the Bible. <laughs> but yeah, manifest is is this TV show my wife and I have been watching, okay. and she stops it every two minutes. Saying, Dave is talking to me. He's talking no, to me. But... <laughs> like you have to catch it. So I remember I was disregarding it. Okay. I was thinking, mm, why is it called manifest? Like, why, mm. why something is manifesting? What do you mean? And I remember I was, I was like, I was just minding my business and I was like, I'm curious. And I felt, I felt peace, like, do you know what? Watch it. I could teach you something. And I started learning, even though they're teaching whatever they're learning, but I was like, wow. And I was saying to Bobby, Bobby, look, people obey God in different ways. Okay, people follow their calling in different ways. Like you have the Lone Ranger, you've got the people that are keeping people together to obey together. There's people that will obey no matter what, even if they make a mistake, they'll obey no matter what. Mm. And I'm like, wow. Listen, I'm I, I I'm like I stop it every five minutes. Be like, babe, there's a word in that. Did you catch the words? Did you catch the words? And, that, so <laughs> <laughs> and now I can't pause it with the remote. <laughs> All right. So basically, um, it's a TV show about these guys that are on a flight coming from Jamaica, mm. and then they, they get go through a bit of turbulence, and then when they get home, it turns out that they somehow traveled five and a half years into the future. Right. And and so they're like coming to grips with you know, having been transported into in, in, into the future. But then they've also are now hearing these voices and seeing these visions that, that, that they're calling callings. And so they're following the callings to try and figure out what's happened to them. Interesting. Yeah. And they try and use Bible verses, but use half of a Bible verse. Maybe you use half. Right? <laughs> then they'll be like, all good things. All good things run together. <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's like, all good things run together. That's... <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a really good show. Really well thought out. We're on season three. It's got four seasons. Um, oh, is it yeah, finished? Have they finished? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and I've heard that the ending is quite good, so... I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Cool. All right, but uh, there's, one, there's one more thing I, I need to do before we wrap up the podcast. What's the thing, babe? What? The thing you meant to buy. It's very pretty. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> oh, you wanted to have it on record. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's yes, babe, it's beautiful. Uh, uh, yeah, it's lovely. You know why I got it? Okay, babe, let me, okay, let me, okay. Let me round up. 
Shout out to Rich for the intro outro music. Calvin Turner the audio made logo. You can find us on X at the Furnace UK. Yeah. Yeah, at the Furnace UK. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Instagram at TBS Furnace. You can email us at tbsfurnacehomo.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Blacks and Furnace. No apostrophe. On all good podcasts, websites, and apps, the Blacks and Furnace with no apostrophe. On YouTube at the Audrey Amazing. That's it. So this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blow.